Hi, y'all, and Happy New Year. It's 2019 where you are, but it's still 2018 where we are. That weird dead week between Christmas and New Year's Eve? We're in it. So this week we got a little silly. We went digging through tech editor Alex George's drawers, which isn't as dirty as it sounds. We hung out with our brand new videographer, and we even cooked our lunches with a creme brulee torch. Also on this episode, we talked to the cast of Mythbusters Jr., a brand new show on the Science Channel, where young people who are smarter than most adults tackle myths alongside Adam Savage from the original Mythbusters. I think 2019 is pretty over, y'all, but the future looks bright. As always, I'm your host, Jacqueline Detweiler, and you're listening to the most useful podcast ever. It's the dead week here at Popular Mechanics. It's that week between Christmas and New Year's. By the time you get this, it won't be, but right now it is, which means we're the only three people here, and it's Alex George and me and Todd. What's your last name, Todd? I don't even Todd know Bogan. It. Todd Bogan. Todd Bogan's a freelance videographer who's with us for a while. How long are you here? I've been here for a month. But I mean, how long are you oh, here total? Uh, <laughs> You're like, have you not noticed of, me sitting yeah. <laughs> It's kind of up in the air. It's a couple months or until they want me to go. Okay. And you've been making cool videos. We made one about a torch, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. But you also did some stuff for our FedEx feature, which was online. And some cool stuff. I feel like everyone was talking about the other day. There was one with a screwdriver through a piece of wood. Oh, yeah. We did a, a slow-mo screwdriver through wood. Just to see what it looks like when you, a screwdriver pretty much punctures plywood. So my question for you, I mean, first of all, how do you get into being a videographer? How do you get this? How do you do this? You realize that you can't do a normal job probably too well. <laughs> so you go, uh, what's a job that can be a full-time job where you feel like you don't really have a job? Okay. So, uh, it sounds so, yeah. fun. <laughs> and no, just a lifetime fascination with photography, video, music, arts, movies, things like that. Okay. Yeah. And what goes into making a good video for the internet? Well, like, it's different. Everything's different. For internet video versus movies versus even, like, an online commercial, TV commercial, all very different. For the internet, you want it to really be more, I would say, quicker and flashier. I would say if you're using it on YouTube or even Instagram, the quality of the picture is maybe second to the audio and the information given. Okay. So information given, like? Like, what you're trying to sell and getting it out there really quick. So if you're doing, like, the wood with the screwdriver coming through it, we're not going to try and set it up too much. Like, oh, here's the guy putting the screwdriver together. Here's the guy setting up the wood, which maybe you'll do in a movie or maybe you'll do with that scene, what's about to happen. But online, it's just like, here's a screwdriver going right through the wood. Oh, okay. Information. So you, so you got to like grab somebody quickly. quickly. Grab somebody quickly. Do you do like title cards and things like that? I mean, how much like yeah. written information do you need? Each video is different. I feel like we've had discussions on... Uh, was it the lighter one or the FedEx video about doing an overvoice? Mm -hmm. And it kind of finds itself in the edit, uh -huh. which is what I like to think. I like to rely a lot on the edit. So it depends on each video. For the FedEx one, we ended up doing more on-screen written stuff because we felt like the story was there through the picture. Mm -hmm. But you also want to have some graphics because a lot of people are watching with no sound. And if you care about the technical aspects of that, usually the graphics are just done because we use Adobe here. So it's just done in After Effects. And it's linked into your Premiere project, so you can change anything, and it changes right away into the Premiere for you. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask. You use Premiere. Yeah, full, okay. full Adobe. Adobe Premiere for editing, After Effects for graphics and title cards, Photoshop for retouching any photos that are in there, or any. sometimes you have to make something transparent that isn't. Okay, yeah. cool. Alex, you watch a lot of web videos. Tons. <laughs> what are the things that you notice about web videos or that you, you think you like? Do you pick out the thumbnails for the stuff, too? 
That depends because when I, I oh, I'm at Hearst, I send them the thing and sometimes they do it. But twice they've asked me to create a thumbnail for them. Okay. So wait, I, it's, what's a thumbnail? Like I know what a thumbnail is, but like, is that like what's on the screen before you hit play? Tell me. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. I use that word like I really know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like if you're scrolling through Instagram, let's say, and there's a video and it's like the actual picture from the video you see. Oh, okay. Yeah, on YouTube's landing page too, you know, if you're just going through your feed and, you know, what's going to compel you. Because it's interesting. I've heard, you know, we've had guys like like Marquez Brownlee, MKBHD, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Casey Neistat, YouTubers on in the magazine. You talk to them and a lot of consideration goes into that stuff. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, that's, for me, like that's like the more the marketing side. So it's like I always will to those guys. I'll always like go like whatever you guys think is best. But it's it's true though. I mean, think about it. I always like to do a thing where I'll go through and look at videos on YouTube, Instagram, and I'll see what's attracting me to what. Right. And I'll try and figure out why helps me with what I'm doing. It's so funny to think about. So we were just talking the other day. So yesterday was this big thing with Instagram where they they're saying that it was a experiment that got sent out broader than they wanted to. But oh, this is this left than, swipe situation. Rather than scrolling through your feed, you would swipe left to right. But and we you know that made us talk about like, oh yeah, like IGTV, which is their, you know, this attempt at kind of a YouTube style distribution. I always try to not use the word platform whenever I can because I hate <laughs> how you hear that word too much. But this way of doing that and just thinking about what people expect from different apps and what they expect from you know a youtuber versus a you know for people to watch vimeo or and especially like instagram short movies and versus igtv i think it's the variety of what you expect and what's going on in your brain when you're kind of just scrolling through videos like like i do most days at my desk is once you think about it it gets pretty complex wait is it different between all those platforms like what people do personally i think so so like youtube is I shouldn't say lower quality, but YouTube, it's a lot of times it's like videos on your phone, videos that you're doing quickly. I mean, music videos, obviously. If you're going to Vimeo, I mean, you know it's going to be shot on a nice camera. It's going to be edited really well. It's usually like a lot higher quality stuff. It's not as like advertisement heavy. Okay. I mean, like I feel like everyone's cousin and mo- mother has a YouTube account of some kind. It's yeah. like the Vimeo accounts, like people who are like, I think, kind of serious about film or video making. So, I yeah. mean, those are different. And then if we're bringing in like IGTV with it, that is like literally like you can film it on a five-year-old iPhone and no one really cares as it's long as like they're into the It's kind of like stories, just longer. Exactly. Of? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, or live. My Oh, okay. Pretty my, much. My favorite comment on the internet about what happened yesterday with Instagram was somebody said, um, is this a punishment for us not watching IGTV? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, good. Because none, I, I'm not. I don't know if anybody else I don't else watch is. it. I think stories is amazing though. I've gotten really into stories the last month. To the point where I don't even, I haven't posted that much on Instagram. I've just been doing the stories. Yeah. But then the thing that's said is sometimes I have a cool photo that I put in stories and I feel really sad that it's no longer there. So I've been saving it onto like yeah. the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's tier. Yeah, it is like weird that. to try to figure out like how you're tiering your content. Yeah, things. that's a new issue. Like, how do you tier it? It's like, what do you want to express over your landing page and your page on Instagram versus the stories? As a person who makes videos for a living, do you feel pressure to have, like, the best Instagram account? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really. Like, sometimes I'll, I have a couple of things. Like, sometimes I'll look at, like, if I'm making a short, let's say, I do a lot of shorts on the side or looking to hire, like, a cinematographer or a writer for something. I always go to their page. And I actually kind of look for more or less, like, the eye that they have than, like, they have the coolest stuff. But a lot of times there's, like, this trend amongst photographers and cinematographers who the page is all photos of them taking a photo <laughs> Or oh, them behind the scenes. Have you noticed like, this? Totally. Yeah. What is uh-huh. this? What is this? But uh, I, 
I've noticed this trend and it's, it's angered me. But I because uh, you can't see what they like. It's just weird to me. Yeah. But I, what I've done, I formulated an idea that on on my landing page on Instagram, I just do stuff either from work or stills from video or photographs I've taken trying to be more like that looks professional and then stories will be I've been using stories for like experiments so in Greenpoint where all of us live I've been walking around with my we literally all do we literally all do (laughs) with my new iPhone I usually don't take iPhone photos but I've been walking around trying to take like interesting photos of like windows and weird colors and reflections on the ground when it rains and I've kind of been building this concept okay so I've been using the stories to explore concepts for photo and video stuff okay and then my landing page for stuff i know is either really good or like let's say like i mean i'm permalance here so i don't need to really look for work for a while but let's say i have to again like someone can go to my page and go oh he worked with this person or uh-huh. this company yeah i've heard it's like a comedian trying out new material in a club secretly i've been before the special totally the stories is me in a club i'm like yeah, working out my, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, well, doing, <laughs> you need the internet immediate, like you that's, get immediate feedback that's literally that. what it is some of them people write you right away and some of them you get nothing yeah yeah but then also it's like oh my ex looked at that one what does that mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's multiple things going on you totally know, but... one of my favorite instagram experiments i think it's is it tom hanks who only posts photos of shoes he finds yes that and gloves is that and gloves yeah, yeah, yeah. which i've started following him because of that and i was just it's like hilarious. what a strange thing to do but it is very funny oh yeah so highly recommend that's a good times. one yeah th- i mean that's what i love it i mean some people are like really against any of the new mediums i think it's amazing like you're able to create and curate whatever you want on it you can create your own uh, aesthetic through this app you can do whatever you want you can just i have a friend who just takes photos of his feet in front of things <laughs> like why not right it's, it's awesome i mean you can do what you want to you can just show your pictures of you eating food and out with your friends that's fine too but i really like get drawn to just like the creativeness people do with it yeah i think it's awesome that we have that at our disposal right everybody gets the opportunity to have like a public photo journal mm-hmm. kind of yeah. and be creative with it even cool. people who aren't artists i've seen some really creative stuff do you have any, like, one tip for somebody who's making an Instagram video? Like your number Oh, an one Instagram tip? video? Yeah. Don't waste too much time in the beginning. Okay. Just get right into what you're trying to do for Instagram. Okay. If you're doing Vimeo, you can have a couple long takes, setting up the scene, more beautiful. But I would say Instagram just... I mean, yesterday was a perfect example of the... People were so mad because... Why? Because it took longer to scroll. And because you couldn't see everything at once, right? Because I, I saw it too. It's like, oh, sure. Yeah. You couldn't, you had to stop on every single photo and you couldn't see. So, like, we like the scroll up and you uh-huh, can see. You a few, can say, is the next one better and I should move on or is it not as mind. good and I can, huh? Yeah. Cool. Not that I'm some Instagram expert, but more than we are. Oh, well, more <laughs> no, than I, I am. I don't know. Uh, Alex might be more than Alex. You have like, what, 30,000 followers? Yeah, and they're definitely all real. Yeah. And I haven't paid for them or anything like that. No, you're totally right. And this is something that when back when we did this uh, entire issue on video and it was us more or less asking really overqualified, you know, people like you, I don't know, what advice they have, what uh, methods they follow. And yeah, it's like just get to the point right away. Yeah. Um, I think that's the only way to do it. It's like if you're editing, let's say, um, a one-minute commercial versus a 30-second commercial versus a mm-hmm. 15-second commercial. You just got to get rid of a lot of information yeah. as you're going down. And it, the story is just more like bullet points at some point. Yeah. That's the same as the, you know, a guide to chopping wood. Like it's exactly. got to, you got to trim all the fat and, but still got to be, get the point across. Get the point. Yeah. Cool. It's all storytelling in different forms. Yeah. Well, if you want to check out Todd's videos, many of them are on popularmechanics.com and the rest I assume are on your, what, do you have a website? Oh, I guess I do. Um, am I allowed to give that through? Sure. Why not? Um, watervoicesproductions.com. I don't go under my name. I, 
I don't know why. And I guess my Instagram's E L B O G I N O El Bogino. <laughs> it's one of those things where it was an old nickname and when you created the account back in like 2011 <laughs> you thought it was a good idea it's better than better than my old snapchat name which was brick nickel dick oh god <laughs> they got snapchat design right so we have a ton of very special guests in the podcast room today it is the entire cast of mythbusters jr which is launching january 2nd on the science channel Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Hi. So what I wanted to ask you guys, what was your favorite, maybe some one person can tell me this or a couple people, what was your favorite myth that you got to bust this time? I think they can't say whether it was busted, or what was the the best one that you, like the one you most enjoyed taking on? The myth that I enjoyed testing the most was actually the can use a fire extinguisher as an effective jetpack in space. And the reason I like this one so much is because I got to ride a hovercraft on an ice rink. That sounds amazing. This has to be like kind of a dream gig for you guys, right? I mean, you're all very, very smart. We were talking earlier, we were doing some videos, and you guys were all telling us your expertises. And some of you're in college, Canon, right? Yes. I mean, that's amazing. You're all like 13 to 15. Is that about right? 15 Mm -hmm. or younger. 15 or younger. And some absolutely incredible achievements. So this has to be just amazing to get to ride things like uh, hovercraft on an ice rink. Yeah. What uh, what other sorts of things did you guys get to do that were really fun? Cannon actually got to drive me, Rachel, and Adam in this car on duct tape tires around this crash course. And we were, it was just so cool. Like Cannon, well, me and Rachel had this bucket of water to see how much water we would lose to see if the tires were like going to be more bumpy than a normal tire. Well, I feel like the producers just put that bucket in there just to get me and Rachel soaked because water was flying everywhere, all over us. It literally flooded me. Okay, so whenever Cannon would take a turn, it would get me, and not one drop would get on Jesse. It's unfair! (laughs) And the water smelled really bad. (laughs) It smelled like dead fish? It smelled like dead fish. Well, uh, my favorite probably had to be where we got to blow up a car. The myth was whether or not air freshener can ignite. These so, are like really serious myths. It was amazing. Not playing around with you guys. No, not at I all. I thought you didn't like that because you completely missed the explosion. <laughs> I did end up missing the explosion, but I mean, still, we got to blow up a car, which was amazing. Amazing if, if it's legal. If yeah. Idea. yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, let's see. The barricade. And Ooh. we were trying to see. We had basically two myths in one episode. So it was like. Seeing if a chair can barricade a door and seeing if what technique barricades a door the best Mm. and using all types of furniture. So we brought in big Tommy Burns and he's like 6'4", 320 pounds and he's such a big guy. And (laughs) Uh, I'm bigger than him. No, 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 no. (laughs) And uh, so Jesse's a wrestler and Valerie, she was on my team. She's super strong and then me, wimp. No, just kidding. <laughs> so we all went against each other on this door against like the chair and no one could get past. But like right when Tommy Burns came, oh, I can't tell you, but something happened. <laughs> and then wait, Cannon, you're going to tell us. I would say that my favorite myth was probably the domino story where we were seeing if dominoes incremented by 1.5 times the size of the previous one. And if we were to scale it up 12 times, if it could crush a car. And oh, wow. So that was really fun just to get to test all of the dominoes. So 
setting him up. Yes. Was that that was the fun part? Yeah. I feel like setting up dominoes is definitely the fun part. And then you knock him down and then you're just like, oh, it's over. But <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part. Okay. So the hardest part was it was super windy and Cannon was trying to set up the smallest domino. His name's Dominic. And it just kept on falling over. So we had to put like blocks behind it to stop because uh, the other ones were metal. And if they went, this whole experiment would, would be, be over. over. Wow. So we had to just keep on doing the first six, seven that were wood to make sure they wouldn't fall over. Because if they did, then the whole experiment would be gone. Wow. I think my favorite myth that we tested was we were trying to see if you could catch fish using spider webs. And it was the best thing ever because we actually got a bunch of goldfish and we had like 10 goldfish and I got to name all of them and they were my best friends and it was amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so we were just trying to like failing trying to catch these fish with a normal net and it was really, really hard to even try to catch it with a spiderweb net and it was just really intense the entire time. We kept trying to do it. Oh, so the names were Minkle, 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 and Rufus. And then, and then after the myth was over, they ended up living in our family room. So yeah, they're still alive. Wow. Hopefully, these sounds like like some incredible myths. How much more fun was this than class? Oh, a lot more fun. A better. We didn't get shaken down for like anything we had in our pockets here. So, and we didn't have to take any tests afterwards. So that's always the best part. Mm-hmm. That sounds that sounds like it's pretty good. We actually try. We get to try some myth busting on this podcast sometimes. We one time taped Peter Martin, who is sitting silently in the back right now, to a chair to test a technique for getting out of duct tape, <laughs> um, and it works. Hint, it hint. worked. So that was a pretty fun one. Um, but thanks for stopping by, guys. This was a really fun day for us, and I can't wait to see the show. It seems like you're gonna people will learn a lot from it. Listeners, if you want to check out that show, it's Mythbusters Junior. It is out January 2nd on the Science Channel. And check out all these amazing, smart kids. Definitely check it out. It's going to be worth it. It's worth it. So like I said, this is the dead week here at Popping Mechanics. So we have been just chilling out and we we're trying to think of what we should do. I feel like a lot of people clean out their desks during this week. Our, uh, I think she's, what is Helene? She's our managing editor supreme being something. Whatever she is, I'm sure she'll be thrilled to hear. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I think her title is. She cleans out her desk every year during this time. So what we decided to do, we went over to Alex's desk. Alex George is our tech editor and he's here. And we went over to the drawer behind your desk, which has insane things in it. It's like the back room at a Circuit City, like a fire <laughs> sale, Best Buy. Everybody has know. a drawer like this in their house, but mine just happens to be especially insane. Because what happens is we'll have, say, a product category, like, I don't know, noise-canceling headphones. And then, say, there's one model that's just kind of the standard by which we test all the other ones. You know, we'll hang on to that model and try it out. Or same for mechanical keyboards, all that kind of a thing. So I end up with this drawer full of not just those items, but also like, okay, well, what if we need this USB-C to micro USB cable or something like right, these I think the cables are the things. most important. I mean, I'm going to, so I'm looking over at what the contents of what this drawer, so you put them all in a box for us to bring in here. But if you want to pick them up and I'll, I can tell you the story behind them. Yeah. And, I mean, it just looks like spaghetti and insanity. Todd, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Embarrassed the man. Okay, so this is a non-tech related item. This is the only non-tech related item in there. So it's a package of dried ramen uh, from this. I don't know the name of it. I'll find the Amazon link and put up in the show notes or something. But it's a what was billed as the spiciest ramen 
you can purchase. I, I saw it on a it says I, two like, X spicy hot chicken flavor ramen. Uh, it's this Korean ramen. And <laughs> that looks terrifying. I saw a YouTube video. This was when the show Hot Ones was coming out. It's where celebrities eat spicy chicken wings. And I was thinking about that. And I saw some other video about people eating this super spicy ramen. And like an idiot, I ordered it off of Amazon. And certain Amazon things you can only get in like a 12 pack. So I had them. Um, I've had a couple of them. They're so brutally hot that I can't, ha- I'm like, don't even want this other one. But uh, Ezra Dyer, the auto editor, Who spicy food. He likes spicy food. So I have it here with the intention of uh, sending it to him down North Carolina very soon. Okay. Well, now um, maybe he'll hear this and he'll be like, where the heck is my super spicy He'll demand ramen? his, yeah. We I should actually make him eat it on air because I feel like he's going to cry. That would be a good pod. Yeah, that yeah. seems scary. All right, I wanna, I'm going to grab one now. What is this? <laughs> This looks like a shaver of some sort? Uh, hair clippers. Those, okay. That's a pair of Remington hair clippers left over from this story we ran a few issues ago. And a, I don't know what number, what number is that clipper? Do um, you have a number on it? A number five. Number five and the one that's on it, which is lower. Um, and the one that's on it is a, is a number one. They're just $25 hair clippers that uh, were used for this story about where I had a guy who works at a salon show me if I wanted to cut my own hair or how I would do it. And they're, you know, these awesome cheap hair clippers i used them a couple of times the back is very hard to not have it be completely patchy i was gonna ask you how did it turn out you know if i were like to just give myself a crew cut or if i were you know to just cut my own hair like that that's what those are for i would use those for it it's very satisfying to use a pair of clippers i believe that i as a woman i watched gi jane and i was like you know what i feel like <laughs> it'd be really cool to just i mean you've had long hair your entire life yeah just like, oh how cool would it feel to just be like Bzzz. yeah or the opening scene for full metal jacket too oh, yeah. all the guys just getting buzzed like Amazing. yeah it's very satisfying so that's still left over from that i have a hard time giving them up because i think someday i'm just gonna I don't know. They'll come You're in handy. Go full country and cut your own hair in the, over the sink. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. All right, Todd, your turn. Ah. I'm really wondering about this. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so that's a the head for the Dyson Absolute V10, or V10 Absolute, I forget how to pronounce it, but it's Dyson's handheld vacuum. We had in the gift guide this year because the plan for Dyson is they're not going to make plug-in vacuums anymore. They're just going to focus on rechargeable vacuums, like uh-huh. cordless ones that you go around and it's like this kind of like a pistol grip type grip on it. And this is one of the heads for it that I think has a, mo- you know, it's motorized in the head too. It looks fuzzy. Like it looks like it's made yeah. out of velvet. It's I actually really comfortable. I think it looks like a paint, a, paint, a paint wheel. It does look right, designed. like a paintbrush. I think that one's for hardwood floors, like, like a smooth surface as opposed to carpet. Oh yeah, it's soft. But yeah. yeah. I like it. It's uh, I just have, I don't know where to, it. I, Why do you only have the head in yeah. this story? <laughs> the vacuum question. Wait, we, photo, we had a photo shoot with the vacuum and it went missing at some point when we moved floors or I don't know if uh, some editor so has it at their took, apartment. Someone took the whole vacuum cleaner thinking they didn't need the head and now, now they're, someone's going to come back and get this now. Well, all the more point to the fact that a vacuum cleaner can be very desirable. These things, the Dyson vacuum cleaners are awesome. Oh, people awesome. love those things. Oh, yeah. How much yeah. do these run for? That one, I think, is, I think they might be having it down to like 500 bucks now. Whoa. Yeah, they're pretty expensive. You can get older models, but all the handheld ones, they're amazing. Yeah. They're cool because, like, you just use them opportunistically to clean up stuff. I feel like you're not supposed to get women, like, cleaning things, you know, cleaning supplies no. if you're, like, or workout yeah. gear. Oh, really? <laughs> Unless you're, like, a person who works out a ton, maybe. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I've got workout gear. What are people trying to say? No, no. I guess if you um, give it as a gift, it's trying to say that they need to lose it's weight. It's like offering somebody oh, breath mint or something. Yeah. But, but uh, I was going to say a awesome. Dyson. <laughs> if, if somebody gave me a Dyson, I wouldn't be that upset. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, nice. A Dyson. Yeah, that's pretty. That's, nance, that's fancy. It's pretty solid. Yeah. All right. I'm going to dig in here and see what I can find in the bottom. <laughs> well, that's boring. That's a phone. But it's a Blackberry. I haven't seen those in years. Oh, oh yeah, that's what? the newest Blackberry runs. The, the newest Blackberry. Yeah. It's, well, you, could, uh, you could choose that one on your oh, yeah, 
Oh my god, what is this? Okay, that is the <laughs> PlayStation 4's VR headset. So this is crazy. This is like a space helmet. For all the time I've been working at Popular Mechanics, people are like, what's what about VR? VR is, you know, that's the future. Everybody thinks that's going to be the coolest thing. PlayStation's VR is the only one I've ever tried that I'm like, this is pretty cool. I really like this. They have really? some game. They have this game called Tetris Effect that was in the ma- that we wrote about in the magazine too that is like a lucid dream that's named after this experience that I guess people have of dreaming in Tetris blocks. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. I would love to dream and in it's, Tetris And you're blocks. on space and there's all these cool shapes coming towards you and you look around all these directions. Do you play it's Tetris awesome. in it? Like you can play like yes. 3D Tetris? I want that. It's so cool. I want that right like right now. Yeah. And Does that's this thing why work? Yeah, I have to set it up again because you have to set up like this motion sensor and have it calibrated uh, and all this other stuff. But yeah, the PlayStation VR is pretty rad. That's you, cool. You play with a PlayStation remote control? Yeah, I think you do, I forget if you use a DualShock or like a little handheld control. Oh, but yeah, you use a regular remote, but you're just you're in VR for it. All right, let's try one more. What do you want? Is it? <laughs> this is an amazing drawer, Alex. This is like Mary Poppins bag. I would love to get rid of more of it, but yeah, these things are just uh I feel like you it'd know. be so great if we could figure out how to have a sweepstakes. It's just like, would you like everything in Alex's <laughs> Alex's drawer? <laughs> I mean, you either get that or fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Take the fifty bucks. That's... I guess I'm not going to ask about a mouse, but let's. Uh, go. I want to go for this BlackBerry. I didn't know they were still making. Phones. Oh, is that one called the Q Q2? I forget what it is, but it's the most recent BlackBerry phone from 2012. No, it's. <laughs> uh, I forget how many months ago it came out, but it um. It's got the full keyboard, oh. like the old school BlackBerry. The space bar is a thumb, it's like a fingerprint scanner. So mm-hmm. you use that to unlock and unlock it. Uh, the rest of the phone runs bit like a version of Android and you use it to, yeah. Oh, I it's mean, turning it's, on. Yeah, cool. it's the- uh, Oh, it is a BlackBerry. I mean, obviously it's BlackBerry, but it's just, if, it doesn't look like, I mean, it doesn't look like one. It looks cool. And it's got a headphone jack, which is kind of cool. But it's, I uh, remember a couple of years ago and I think Kim Kardashian tweeted about mourning the loss of a- Oh, the BlackBerry keyboard. was not making a new version of the BlackBerry that she was asking for. And I think, you know, BlackBerry's, you know, they've been trying to make uh, new versions of it. I, it's really tough to use. It's yeah. funny. I remember when the iPhone first came out and the keyboard was really rough to get used to. Remember that? You just try to type and you're, you'd be like, my thumbs are huge. Right. Yep. And yeah. these were still, still had a hold on that, but I think we've all transitioned over. So, yeah. so this, now to go back to buttons is strange. Yeah, I, haven't, I mean, I haven't typed on little tiny buttons in a long Forever. time. It's hard to get used to. Yeah. The I used sidekick. To the, oh, oh yeah. is that what you, were you a sidekick guy? I never, I never had when I had, I had to do this, the T9, T9 stuff. Oh. Yep. Do you remember being really good at T9 and being able to be like, beep, 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 I was beep, good. Beep. And we were much more lax on spelling back then. Now it's like, if you misspell something on the iPhone, you feel a little... A little stupid, you know? Right, because yeah. it's like you managed to spell it so poorly that even yeah. my phone couldn't, <laughs> yeah. spell, couldn't like spell check it for you. Yeah, or it um, spell checked it wrong. So my question for you, Alex, is what happens next with this drawer? How long will this drawer be the crazy drawer? Forever? Uh, it's funny. Yeah. Like, does it ever change? I know you add things to it, but... Yes. No, you... I try and get rid of stuff pretty regularly. It's funny how being kind of a wash and all the stuff that I would have been Christmas morning for me, you know, as a kid or before I even had this job, you know, you're just like, okay, it's the next version of... X. It's the new this phone. So I'm pretty eager to, unless we have a need to <laughs> unless we have a need to hold on to it to test it against other products. I'm pretty ready to you know recycle it, right? And, you know, or send it back to the manufacturer uh, more often. But a lot of the job is finding here's the best headphones, gaming console, whatever, and just have that be the standard by which you test the other one. So that's what it's there for. Uh, and 
yeah, people come by like, do you have an HDMI cable? Do you have a USB-C charger? That kind of a thing. It's true. That's what it's if for, you have, too. It's Todd, as our resident yeah. videographer, if you need any cables. Yeah. It's good to know. Alex is the guy. That's I think it. I have asked you a few times, too. So I keep having these fantasies of turning that from a rat's nest of wires into some nicely organized, you know, thing like something resembling Roy's tool arrangement. Yeah. But Roy, I, Roy I just resign amazing. myself yeah, to Oh, man. I'm just going to take messy cables to the grave. Someday we'll... <laughs> And spicy ramen. And spicy (laughs) Spicy ramen. (laughs) On the same day. Same day. Bury me with my spicy ramen. For today's testing table, I should actually be making s'mores right now, but I'm not going to because I feel like Todd and I have eaten enough marshmallows (laughs) over the (laughs) last couple of weeks. I tested out, this was actually for an article in the magazine, which is not out yet, but I think it's going to be coming out soon. And for it, we did a couple of photo shoots, and then we did a video with Todd, mm-hmm. who was on here earlier talking about how to make cool videos. The whole idea behind it was that you could use a creme brulee torch at your desk to make a cooler lunch than just like going and microwaving whatever it is you brought in. And it was kind of like we did this the section of the magazine called The Lunch Pail, and the first one was how to cook a hot dog in a thermos. So it's like really trying to go with ideas in that vein. You know, you're like, you don't want to be like, get a plancha and some sort of like fancy thing. So I was like, well, let's, I'm going to get this creme brulee torch and see what I can torch with it. So you and I torched a few things. What was your favorite of the things that we torched? Did you try any? You tried a few things, No, right? I, I tasted everything yeah. um, besides the sushi because it looked a little... Uh, I think it had been left out before yeah, we It was left out for a day did. or two. At some points in my life, I would still have tasted it, but I think I was uh, not in that zone. The pizza was actually really good. We torched pizza. We got pepperoni pizza from a local pizza place here in New York. And we had them not heated up. We went into the store just like, just give us a cold pizza. And I thought that actually tasted really good. It was super good. And it made yeah, it, it smell like, good. Like everybody wanted it. It was amazing. I feel like. Everyone I'm was not... coming by to have it. The pepperoni was like flaming. And were you the one who told me it's because there's so much fat in it? Yeah. The f- so, I mean, basically the way this thing works, it's got butane in it. Mm. And then you turn it on and you've got this little flame and you can change the length of it. But you're looking at like a one and a half, two inch flame. So you can like sear things pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And with something that's really fatty, it gets like crackly. Like because you're, you're basically just applying like straight fire. You know, it's kind of like a broiler almost. So with something like pepperoni, you can get like crispy black edges really easily or you can like blacken bread. We tried to make toast because that was the original plan it was like, oh, I bet you could toast bread with this. You can't for some reason. You can't toast bread, but you can like melt cheese on things. The pizza reheating was awesome. It was great. My favorite is actually the sushi, which I have done since at my desk because I thought it was really cool. And I was like, let's try it. And I like sushi. Uh, You can get like nigiri style, which is like the fish on top of rice. Ah, okay. That's what we did. That's what we did. Right. And then you just like turn this thing on and sear a layer over it, which is kind of what they do with those fancy like sushi houses. It's probably not that different than, I mean, what's the difference between that and an oven, how it's being cooked besides direct flame. Right. I, mean, I think it's direct flame, but it's not that different than a broiler, yeah. honestly. So the other thing we made, we made desk s'mores, which is why we had so many marshmallows. Which was amazing. Around. Did you have one of those? I, I had, yeah, I had, <laughs> I had one that was cooked, but then I ate separately, probably about 10 altogether if you count all the chocolate <laughs> marshmallows and graham crackers I had separately. You can't leave marshmallows around. I actually, that was the second bag of marshmallows we bought because the first one I yeah. ate by myself. So, And I also learned there's really expensive vegan style organic marshmallows that they sell at the stores nowadays. Yeah, there's um a store, well, there's a Whole Foods near us, which is like our closest supermarket. Yeah. So we, despite the fact that we're just popular <laughs> mechanics, we are like, we have to go to the Whole Foods if we need anything because that, there are other supermarkets around here, but yeah. that one's like right around the corner. 
And they have these vanilla, they're called dandies. Dandies. I could eat a whole bag of those. I oh, have I did, eaten I did. a whole bag of those. Uh, my stomach didn't feel good, though, for a day, but it was good. No, you can't eat like but a whole bag of But marshmallows, you pretend like you didn't actually, it's like the kind of snack that you can eat all day, and then in your mind, you felt like you didn't eat anything. Because they're like air. Because they're like air. Like sugar air. Meanwhile, it's like three days worth of calories, but it's like, you know. Yeah. So this thing is called the Bonjour. There are many versions of creme brulee torch, but it's the Bonjour creme brulee torch. It has a couple of different mechanisms. It's got a safety, which is great because you don't want to light things on fire. I'm going to turn it on away from the mic because I don't light the mic on fire. <laughs> we have a lot of auditory paneling in here and I <laughs> really don't want to light anything on fire. So you can hear the sound of that. It's just like a little blue flame. That's All right, I didn't light anything on fire. Yeah, so this one I got from Home Depot it was $30. I think it's a great buy. This was like, this came out of my head. So this is definitely not anything anyone sent us. And I, the way we end these normally is, would you buy it? And in my experience, yes, because I think it's just been really fun. Probably if somebody from Hearst, like corporate, listens to this and realizes we have it in the podcast room, they're going to be like, no, you can't have that. Give it back. Throw it away. But in the meantime, I'm going to I'm going to keep it. It does make you feel like a little rebellious, like having mm -hmm. it at your desk. Like people come over and you make like desk s'mores. Yeah. But Hopefully they don't see the video then if they're going to get mad at that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll think we're doing it on the kitchen floor. Yeah. Would you buy one of these? I think I would buy one of those. Yeah, I would buy it. Yeah. And I should buy one and have more heated meals, you know? Yeah. What do you eat for lunch normally? Sandwich, soup. Oh, okay. But you could, yeah, you could toast like croutons or something. Croutons. I think for all the French onion soup you could have. That is true. I think I'm going to keep on going where we went yesterday for lunch, though, but I guess that's off air. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, if you want to try it out, that's the Bonjour Creme Brulee Torch. It's $30. Got it at Home Depot. That's our show, y'all. The Most Useful Podcast Ever is produced by the staff of Popular Mechanics and edited by Brandcasters, Inc. at www.brandcastingu.com. We'd like to thank Bettina Warshaw and Andy Bowers from Panoply and Popular Mechanics Editor-in-Chief Ryan D'Agostino. Please subscribe to our show on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a comment. We'd love to know what you think. And if you want to read more about life hacks, projects, science, and technology, check out our website, popularmechanics.com. While you're there, you can subscribe to the print and digital edition of Popular Mechanics magazine for just $13.99 a year. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler. Thanks for listening.